Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we're going to be talking all about vegan clothing, fashion, shoes, belts, wallets, accessories, all of the things that are not specifically food. We've done a couple episodes in the past where we've taken things beyond food to a vegan home um, and other elements of living a fully conscious and plant-powered lifestyle. And so we're excited to dive in today to vegan clothing. This episode was inspired by an email that we got from Katie T. So shout out to Katie T for listening and for reaching out. Hey, Katie. She says, hi, Tony. I just listened to your podcast episode about animal-friendly home furnishings. It is such a great topic. The one thing that is on my mind is shoes. I'm starting to think about materials going forward and notice that even slippers are made out of suede. Do you have any tips? It's hard to even search stores online by material. And maybe also winter coats might be difficult to find animal-free materials. Those are awesome questions. We actually get that all the time. And when we first went vegan and started thinking beyond just food, this was something that was like a big area we had to navigate as well. And so we have tons of tips that we're going to dive into today. And we'll specifically talk, Katie, to those questions about shoes and slippers and jackets um, a little bit later in the episode. But before we jump in, we want to just talk a little bit about what vegan clothing even means. So Basically, the idea is choosing clothing made without animal products, animal skins, uh, various fabrics that come through exploiting animals in different ways, such as wool, fur, suede, leather, down, silk, or any other materials that are coming from exploiting animals. And today, it's easier than ever before in human history to find synthetic, man-made alternatives to these things. It just takes a little bit of know-how, a little bit of research, and hopefully we're going to help you guys bypass a lot of that fumbling around the internet, trying to find the best conscious options for clothing here today. And just a quick rundown. It's pretty self-explanatory why leather is not a good material to use, but Michelle did such a great job in our home furnishings episode that I would love to have her explain why something like down or wool would not be compassionate because it's easy to think, oh, they just shave it off or... The sheep's just getting a a haircut. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I used to think. So can you tell us a little bit about why they are not compassionate fabrics or materials? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, pretty much anytime we're using animals for products and for basically profit, like they do in the wool industry and in the down industry, an animal's best best interest is not in mind. And so when we're talking about things like wool, a very common practice is called mulesing. So the sheep are like thrown down in a big chunks of their basically booty skin. <laughs> Behind skin is cut off. Their flesh is exposed, no painkillers. So it's not just a haircut for them. They're getting basically mutilated because of something called fly strike, which can basically flies can put their little larvae in a boot in in a sheep's behind. And so the industry's solution to that is a barbaric and really, really horrific way of tackling that issue. That's something that's come up because of how they're being raised and not cared for. So that's just one element of the wool equation. There's also, you know, animal transport and a lot of other really, really harmful things to the animals that happens for wool to be produced much of the time for any mainstream wool you're buying. 
And so there's there's that. And then when we're talking about something like down, you might think that these are just feathers that a bird sheds, but that's very much not, not the case. In the down industry, they forcefully hold the birds down and pull out their feathers. I mean, imagine someone just grabbing your chunks of your hair and ripping it out of your head. It's extremely painful. There's no painkillers. There's very little oversight in these industries in order to create down that goes into jackets or pillows or even couches, anything like that. And so if you're not familiar with these industries and you do use these products, I really encourage you to just look up more online. We're not going to really dive in deep here because it's incredibly traumatic to even hear about and learn about, but there's undercover videos and everything online. And I think if you see that, you will feel very passionate that you do not want to be supporting those products and those industries anymore. So that's just a little a little touch on and why to choose animal-free materials that don't harm anyone and they can be just as warm, fashionable, beautiful, consciously made by companies that are really being considerate all the way across the board. So yeah, that is why vegan clothing, vegan fashion. Thank you so much for allowing us to educate you if you don't know already. I know it's a little bit hard to take in that kind of information and we really appreciate that you would be open to listening. So with that, we want to jump into what to do now. Now you have the information, you want to make a change. What next? Yeah. And this is a big question that we all face in the beginning when you decide, okay, I learned about these issues. I want no more of these products on my body in my home. But you own, of course, probably tons of leather shoes or maybe some Uggs or what, whatever you've had from the past, a leather wallet, suede slippers. Um, what are you going to do with that? Like, are you just going to throw them away? They might be new or in great condition and you've already purchased it. The damage has kind of already been done. So what the heck do we do with those products? I say keep them. If we can keep what we have, we're not contributing to buying more stuff. Our world is already so full of stuff. We've already invested in what we needed. And if you don't need to replace them, I say keep them. What do you think? I say there's a few options here and really ultimately is not going to make a big impact for the animal once it's already been purchased. The damage has already been done. So definitely don't throw them away. Please don't throw usable products away. If you feel in your heart, you can't put that wear them anymore, that is fine. Donate them. You can donate them to a Goodwill or any sort of nonprofit. You can give them away to friends who maybe are still wearing these products and it can help spare them from having to buy another new one. But yeah, I'd say in like a perfect world, you could just donate it all. They can go to someone in need who's still buying those products and then you can support much more ethical products going forward. But who can afford to get rid of all of their things? Pretty much no one. And so I would hold no animosity toward myself or anyone else for just continuing to get the full use that you possibly can out of the products you've already bought. And I think that it's not something that needs to happen all at once. Mm -hmm. My mother-in-law recently has started giving away some of the leather purses that she had, and she's been a vegan or vegan leaning for quite some time now. She's just now getting to that part of the vegan lifestyle where she's ready to buy different purses and phase them out of her life. So she didn't get rid of them all at once when she became conscious about what happens in the leather industry, but she's slowly giving away and I even have benefited from two purses, which have very tiny little bit of leather on them. And she said that she wants to be a really good ambassador and not have that 
a little bit of leather. And I feel like since it's used, it's okay. She has gifted it to me and I feel okay about it. Yeah. So this is a really personal decision. And I think the most important thing is just think about it and do what feels right for you. And if you are someone who considers yourself a vegan advocate, I encourage you not to be judgmental of others and what they decide to do. It's perfectly awesome to have these discussions and talk about different options, but you're by no means a terrible person for holding on to or wearing things that you've purchased in the past. It's all about what are you going to do going forward? And that's what we're going to talk about now. So this is the fun part because today there are so many options, but we want to start with the most ethical thing that you can do in terms of vegan clothing. And that goes beyond just choosing things that are animal free. That is using things or purchasing things that are used. So instead of requiring new things to be made and all of the environmental resources that go into that, we can get the very best use out of products that already exist. So shopping thrift stores. And I know Tony has been like the biggest inspiration to me. She, <laughs> she's been coming over for like every few weeks bringing used baby clothes from thrift stores for the baby that I just had. And that's been awesome and super inspiring. They're in amazing condition. She gets them for like 75 cents instead of like $7 or $20. And yeah, they're washed, cleaned, and or I wash them and clean them. And it's great. Both my grandma and my mom worked at a thrift store when I was growing up. And it was just a place where you could get good quality stuff for inexpensive prices. And I have grown up as a child and then it in my teenage years and as an adult, appreciating the big bargains I can have on high quality stuff from thrift stores. And it wasn't until my adult life that I started to appreciate that not only was it inexpensive, but it was also more sustainable. And I still buy a lot of stuff used. We talked about it in our home furnishings episode, why I am not as picky about what I buy there. I do think it's okay for me to not check labels as thoroughly because it's purchased used and because as Michelle said earlier, you're not really contributing to the original harm. And I also think that it's better for the environment for us to buy those used, even if you're considering purchasing a vegan option. So Does that make any sense? Yeah. And especially when you're thinking of something like a couch, there's a lot of resources that go into a couch and not everyone is going to be open to buying a used couch. So if you're open to buying a used couch, can save a lot of money, can also not contribute to buying like a new West Elm vegan couch or whatever, that's probably going to have a net positive impact on our world compared to buying the new one. So I would say, yeah, if you can find things used, that's like the ultimate best option. Yes. And there are some things that are really expensive to purchase vegan, which we'll talk about in the future. So if if money is consideration, buying used whatever, say shoes, say your kid is growing super fast and you can't buy the nicest vegan shoes for them over and over and over again. Just going to the thrift store and buying whatever shoes without checking the label, I believe is better than investing in that and then creating new shoes for your kid to use for the less than one year they're going to wear them. And it's kind of like buying a car, right? Like the second you take the car off the lot, you take the stickers off, it loses its value tremendously to the whole world. Like Like if you're willing to buy and eager to buy high quality used products, that's always going to be the best option, I would say. 
So anything else on, on thrifting? I think that's stores? all. Yeah. Oh, what are some of your favorite thrift stores? Well, the ones that are most known nationally are Goodwill for sure. Goodwill has regional prices, so they're different depending on where you live. Here in Sacramento, it is common to find shoes that are $6. I just bought a nice pair of Keds for $6 and then shirts like five bucks. But then I even more so recommend checking out what's local in your area because often you can find stores like here in Sacramento, there's one that's called The Thrift Store. It's just a privately owned thrift store that has clothing for 80 cents. So you can buy pants for 80 cents. I was buying Michelle's baby 10 cent onesies (laughs) and it's just brand new stuff, good quality. Some had tags on them. I think I bought Graham the 10 cent beautiful gap onesie Mm -hmm. and it was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And if, especially if you have a baby, you know, even if you get something brand new, it's going to be stained and damaged in about 30 seconds after putting it on them. So it just, it makes so much, so much sense. I also wanted to say, if you have some other great organizations to donate to, is there sometimes they'll have animal beneficiary thrift stores. So I can't remember specifically right now, and I'm sure it depends regionally, but you can find thrift stores that support all different causes out of the closet is a great one. And yeah, so you could find ones that have animal beneficiaries, which is kind of a beautiful thing, especially if you're donating old leather goods or something that you want to find some way to pay it forward to the animals. That could be really great. And then if you do have furs or fur coats, that is another one that can be really tough for people if it's been passed down or something like that. And it's a really valuable thing. And you're just like, I don't know what to do with it. And so PETA has a fur donation program where you can donate those furs to either be used for animal bedding or in campaigns to fight the fur industry or to donate to the homeless where they are freezing and can actually benefit from the extreme warmth of those clothings. So that's a great option there. That's really, really, really great tip, Michelle. And something else that you can research is that here in Sacramento, where we live, there are organizations that give things away for free. So if you're concerned that if you're giving it away to Goodwill and Goodwill may only be using small portion for good and a lot of the rest is for admin costs, this helps make sure that what you're giving is going to be used for someone who really needs it. And a lot of food banks, food banks Mm. or homeless shelters will take in those jackets and shoes and belts so that people can... Yeah, people can use them. Yeah, Tony, you've told me a lot about organizations that help women get back on their feet business-wise. So like Mm -hmm. donating business clothes, a lot of those will maybe contain wool if -hmm. they're really nice jackets and they're really kind of expensive to invest in. So it can be hard to just like give those to a thrift store where some someone who may not really need it can just come and snag a bargain. But if you find some organizations that are giving those to people who really yep. they need it to get back on their feet, that feels so good. So let's talk about shopping. So you're ready to buy some new things, to invest in new clothes that are aligned with your ethics and values. So there's a couple options here. First, you could look for specifically like high standard, ethical, smaller vegan clothing shops. And there's actually a lot of them popping up. They may not even be vegan specific, but maybe eco-conscious or using materials that are sourced sustainably, anything like that. There's so many incredible businesses that are starting up that have those values behind them. Unfortunately, a lot of them are a little bit on the pricier side. You're paying the price sort of like buying organic produce. It's going to be more expensive when you invest in clothing. 
oftentimes that's sustainable across the board where all the workers are paid well and the materials are sourced humanely. But those options are out there. And there's also tons of vegan clothing shops that you can look to specifically. And we'll go through a lot of those that exist today. Think places like Herbivore Clothing and... Vegan Scene in Venice. I think we went to Vegan Scene. Yeah, we'll include the little video we did there. Um, But there's like a whole vegan shop that has all sorts of different clothes and lifestyle items in there. But then if you're just in general looking to shop for clothes and you don't really have the capacity to either learn about the whole ethical side of things or the financial means to shop like the the very tip of the crop ethical brands, there are so many options for you. Stores like Target and Payless and Walmart. A lot of these stores are using materials that are animal-free anyway because animal materials are often far more expensive. So if you're shopping for shoes or belts or wallets or clothes, almost a jackets, almost always I look at the, the tags in Target and their man-made materials. So you want to be looking for on that tag it should say all man-made materials or what are other ways to say that? Synthetic. Synthetic means it's man-made. Usually all man-made materials. Mm-hmm. Um, and it won't say like obviously wool or leather or whatever. What are some other of your favorite really accessible shops for people? I think you named a lot of the good ones. It's again, one of those things where you have to assess harm done. And some of these fast fashion companies have a lot of vegan products, but they are creating a lot of waste. And so that goes back to, it goes back to why buying used is the best option. But if that is not an option for you and you don't have the time to go sift through the thrift store, uh, places like Forever 21, H&M, those have more fashionable jackets and Mm -hmm. purses, shoes even. And so I have purchased from, from there, especially the jackets. Jackets are about 30 to 40, 50 bucks at Target and H&M and they're vegan. So yeah, the whole fashion industry in general is a tough one to navigate perfectly because anytime you're shopping at a mainstream store, it's probably going to be imperfect. There's going to be elements of that where people are not paid high wages or materials are using synthetic dyes or pesticides, like whatever. There's something touching those clothes that is imperfect. So this is one of those things where we're all doing the best that we can. Uh, listening to this podcast is a great start to start educating yourself. There's a lot of documentaries on the fashion industry and even on some of these bigger stores that we're mentioning. But educate yourself as much as you can. And wherever you're able to invest in those brands and those clothing items that are higher quality and great ethical brands, it's a great thing that you're doing for the world. So know that. And also I want to emphasize again that this is not something that needs to be all done at the same exact time. Maybe you hear this and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to change right now. Don't feel overwhelmed by this. This can happen over years and years. And also you can change your mind and opinions. I have been all over the spectrum. I have been hardcore ethical vegan where I don't want to see leather. Don't get your leather near me. And Mm -hmm. now I'm pretty... I feel like I'm much more pragmatic about things. I do a an assessment of how I could do the least amount of harm. And often for me, even if something's leather, that means if it's used, that means it's creating less, the least amount of harm. But that I know that that's not an option for people. Some people just feel so upset that that was once an animal's body that they don't want to touch it or wear it and show people that that's an okay thing to do. So I totally understand that you're going to have to assess what's right for yourself 
and choose what's best for you and your family. Yeah. And the other thing that unfortunately we deal with once we allow ourselves to be attached to the word vegan is if you are out and about or you're around other people, they might say, hey, but what about your shoes? Are your shoes vegan or are those leather? And you'll get sort of called out by people, even if it's just at the grocery store, someone might point and ask that, you know. And so that's just something that you have to kind of gauge your comfort level towards as well. I mean, that in itself might be a reason if you are really uncomfortable in those situations and don't feel comfortable explaining why you're okay buying used leather, then you might just not wear it for that reason. But if you are, um, like I know Tony has been in those situations. How have you handled that? I have been asked that quite a few times and I explained just what I explained. I feel better buying used than new. Mm-hmm. And I can go on in, in depth in the conversation, but I, I usually feel that that's sufficient for people. If you just say used is better for the environment, used did not contribute to the original harm, they usually understand and will let it go. Yep. That's awesome. And the other thing is today, so many high quality vegan leather options are out there that you can't really tell the difference between what's animal leather and what's plant-based leather or synthetic leathers. So hopefully people stop asking that question soon. (laughs) And that's a good segue into some brands that we want to suggest. So say you don't want to buy used, you don't have time. Here are some really good brands that we recommend for different products. So we want to talk about vegan shoes really quickly. And yep, some of my favorite brands for vegan shoes is Will's Vegan Shoes. They're based in London. Um, You can also find them under the name Will's London and they have lots of other products as well, but their shoes are amazing. They're vegan owned and operated. They're really conscious across the board. They even try and I think counteract emissions with their shipping through donations to, I I don't really know, but they really are considerate on all different topics. Moo Shoes is one of the original vegan shoe shops. They have an actual location in New York or maybe a couple of them. Oh, and in LA. And LA now. And you can also shop those online. Um, Vegetarian Shoes, I believe is in the UK. um, And they're, they're great. They also have wallets and belts and stuff. Beyond Skin is a more like high-end fashion brand of shoes. So those are just a couple. Again, there's so, so many out there and just do some Google research and you'll find a ton. I have gotten a lot of my shoes from Target and again, H&M. I also have gotten a lot from websites like Poshmark or eBay, which you can find new shoes. I wear shoes like Keds or Ballet Flats. Ballet flats are sometimes leather, but a lot of times, especially at places like Target or even DSW, you can find what Michelle said is all man-made materials. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is the same thing where a lot of these cool, super ethical companies are mentioning are more expensive. And so same thing. I am not to the point where that's exclusively what I buy. I also buy shoes at Target and beyond. Oh, there's also that brand that's really pricey. You bought a pair one time. They're black. I think they're flats. They're washable. Oh, yeah. I returned them because they didn't fit me well, but it's called Rafi's. Oh, yeah. Rafi's. And they're they're a really great company. Yeah. The, the concept is washable shoes. And I know people who swear by them. They say the $100 pair of shoes was the best investment because they don't have to toss them. A lot of times with these Target shoes, you go through them pretty quickly because they, the, the bottoms will wear out. And these are supposed to have really sturdy bottoms and they're washable. So if your feet 
make your shoes stink. You can just wash out that smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who love those as well. And those are Rafi's. Um, I think, I'm not sure if they're all vegan company, um, but I know they have vegan options at least at Rafi's. Yeah. And then we got the specific question from Katie about suede slippers. So today there are tons of man-made suede-like materials that are actually, I think, even softer. I, I really love <laughs> man-made suede that you can find on, on slippers. And you also can look for like linings that are fluffy and made from cotton or polyester or other materials that are man-made rather than that wool lining. Another big one is Uggs. Tons of people buy Uggs, obviously, but that is not an animal-friendly shoe, my friends. Uggs ooh, causes a lot of harm and suffering to our sheepy friends. So Luckily, there's tons of options that are all man-made materials that look almost identical. They're just as soft. They have really high quality options as well. So keep an eye out for that. And then, so that's shoes. Another big question was coats. And that was something Katie was asking about too. And there's some pretty cool brands out there that are totally vegan and very conscious companies. But again, they're super expensive, like super, super Put it on your Christmas list for five years and then maybe you get one. (laughs) But if you can afford to invest in one, they are such beautiful, timeless products. So one of our favorites is Vote Couture, V-A-U-T-E Couture. It is an incredible, all-vegan, really conscious woman-owned clothing shop that specializes in jackets and they are beautiful. Yeah, they, I highly recommend checking them out. They also are high-end fashion. Yeah. So they were one of the first, or they were the first all-vegan company to have a an all-vegan runway show at Fashion Week. Yeah, it's really amazing what's been done with that company. And I think they closed down for a little while, but are back open now, which is really exciting. We love them. Um, Save the Duck is a great one if you're outdoorsy or looking for like down-free jackets. That's really awesome. I have a Save the Duck jacket. And again, it's a more expensive brand, but it has lasted me a long time and I love it so, so much. Wuxley Movement is a newer one on the horizon, um, but we've been seeing lots about them on social media. And Noize, N-O-I-Z-E is another all vegan brand that's popped up in the winter coat department. And this is only the beginning. I mean, so many brands are opening up now and it's really, really exciting time. And if you have a favorite jacket company, likely they have a vegan option. So you can look into that. I know uh, my husband wears a North Face jacket and it's his winter jacket. And I have a Patagonia jacket that was gifted to me for Christmas this year that is so warm and my dad is so cute. He did the research making sure it was all vegan. And so there are options if you already like a company, just check their website. Yep. It's similar to pillows where a lot of companies will sell down pillows and then they'll sell down alternative pillows. So for jackets, a lot of these companies will send sell down jackets and then down alternative. And I have to say, I used to own a down jacket back in the day, pre-vegan, and washing those things, they stink. They stink. They don't last a long time. Just washing them was, was a miserable process. And it's such a different experience having the like innovative, super warm thermal materials that are now being used in, in vegan jackets and clothing. So yes, it's a more pleasant experience all around, I'd say. And you don't get poked by a little Feathers, the little feather butts. <laughs> and they're not crunchy. <laughs> they're not crunchy. Yeah. So many reasons to choose down alternatives for coats. Okay. Let's talk about bags. 
So if you are a lover of handbags or backpacks or any purses, anything like that, some of our favorite brands are Matt and Nat. They've been around for a long time. I'd say they're one of the original all-vegan handbag companies that I've known about anyway. So they are rad. I have one or two Matt and Nat bags that I got on like super sale and the quality is outstanding. I feel like I've had them for about almost 10 years and they still are like new. Like just the quality of those bags are really incredible. JWPay, P-E-I is another great one. They have, I have a backpack for, I have a couple backpacks from them. They have handbags. They have some that look like really fancy and high-end and a lot others that are a little bit more simplistic in style. So that's a great one. Samara, Samara bags, handbags. I'm not sure, but Samara is a great company. They make a really high-end vegan leather bags and purses and stuff. And they're really beautiful. I love that brand. And Stella McCartney is one that Tony mentioned. Yep. Stella McCartney has vegan, a vegan, she's vegan and has vegan fashion. And if you're into high-end purses, I know that that's something that a lot of people who are maybe kind of into fashion. They usually invest in a good purse since it's what they use every day. Check your favorite brands again. I know Kate Spade has vegan bags. I know, I think Marc Jacobs has a couple of vegan bags. So check what you like. Also, if you're like me and do appreciate a nice purse, I mentioned Rent the Runway on my wedding episode because I rented a lot of my clothing and my accessories. And I also use Rent the Runway for work purposes, especially for media. And when I'm not on media, I get to choose fun things for myself. And they have, um, they do have a lot of vegan clothing that says vegan on there. So you can easily find vegan options. You're not contributing to buying it. And it's a lot cheaper than actually buying it. You'll see the prices and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm only spending this small fraction. And if you like it a lot, I have been able to purchase vegan bags and other vegan products for 70% off because it's been used by so many other people. They will heavily discount it. That's awesome. Great tip. Cool. And then as always, with all of these categories, you can always go to the more mainstream stores. And luckily, a leather handbag is going to hit you up for some some of your cash big time. But a lot of these synthetic um, man-made material bags are way more affordable and you can find them really easy at mainstream places. So yep, just check the label. All man-made materials is what you're looking for. Then with belts and wallets and accessories, I get questions about belts and wallets from people, especially the guys, so often. And it's exciting. There's a lot more a lot more options today than there were 10 years ago when I was first getting those questions. And I was like, oh God, I was like asking my other friends, like, where did you get your belts from? It was really hard. But today it's much, much easier. One of my favorite places is, again, Will's London, Will's Vegan Shoes. They also have belts and wallets. The quality is incredible and it's all vegan company. There's a company called The Vegan Collection and they have lots of options. Noah Italian Vegan Shoes is an extremely high-end option for belts and wallets. Um, Again, Vegetarian Shoes also has belts and wallets. A lot of these companies that have vegan bags or handbags or shoes also have belts and wallets. So keep an eye out there. But if you're looking for something quick, convenient, inexpensive, Target almost always has some vegan um, wallets and belts, as well as most of the other like mainstream stores. Also, I found that a good place for belts for men are department stores like JCPenney and Sears. 
I've found my husband a good amount of wallets, belts, shoes from there. And also Amazon. Amazon is where Paul got his shoes for our wedding. And now that those are his like fancy, nice shoes and they were $30. So they look good. They are vegan and they fit him perfectly. Yeah. Both of our husbands have the same pair of shoes also that they got on Amazon that are Saucony's. And they have, they, I think they're labeled right on Amazon vegan shoes. Like if uh-huh. you look that up, those those show up. Show up. So a lot of the guys like who are vegan in our life, like have those same shoes, which is a cool option. And then I want to touch for like one quick moment on suits and formal wear as we're kind of talking about that. Weddings, like when we, when I got married, finding something that Dan could wear was really hard. We went to a lot of the like those places, like menswear house and these places where you'd go to find suits and almost nothing was made without wool or silk or something in it. He actually ended up wearing a full-on outfit from men's warehouse that was completely vegan. He did like a vest and a shirt type situation. But then finding a tie that was made without silk was really, really challenging. And I wrote about that in my vegan wedding guide, which we'll link in the show notes. And Tony, did you share about that at all in your post? No. Okay. I didn't. Do you have any tips based on your experience? Yeah. For men's suits, it was very difficult. And we talk about this extensively in our planning a vegan wedding episode. So if you want to hear more about this, check it out there. But uh, in brief, we had our whole wedding planned around Paul's suit. (laughs) He already had a suit that we had shopped for a year prior. And it's linen. So instead of wool, it was the only option Nordstrom had. Plus it was out of season. So it was like 50% off. So linen is a good option. And then for ties, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. But Amazon was the place that I ended up choosing my tie for our wedding. Amazon had a lot of options that were cotton. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I can't remember where I ended up getting our ties from. The The hard part was if you have like bridesmaids and then you want to match the men's ties to those dresses and then also have material restrictions that can get really, really tough. But I ended up finding, finding some website that had like a million options. So I can't remember what that was, but it's linked to in the World of Vegan Wedding Guide that I'll put in the show notes. So, I mean... That's pretty much all the categories that we wanted to cover. Yeah, it's a really, really exciting time right now for new products. I just read an article that Veg News put out that there was a a leather being made from banana peels. Yeah, and pineapples and mushroom leather. Yeah, Like there's all this really cool stuff happening that takes into account not just like being man-made, but also like this. these are plant-based materials, like cork. Like cork is a plant-based material that's really oh. sustainable and ethical. Paul wears a cork wallet. So lots new coming on the horizon and stay tuned to all of that. It's a really, really exciting time. And if you are just now learning about these issues and jumping in, again, as Tony said, don't feel overwhelmed. You don't have to do everything at once. The first step is just learning and exploring what's out there and then just being conscious in what you're buying going forward. We vote with our dollars. So the companies that we're supporting, the money that we're handing over for the products that we buy is creating the future of the world. It's determining what direction companies are going in and what will be created in the future. So let's use our power and our dollars to support um, the best the best companies that we possibly can. And I hope that this episode helped you guys in navigating that a bit. Yes. And remember, there's no such thing as perfection. I shared the ways that I'm imperfect and the things that I 
try to balance on how I make my choices. Michelle is very open about how she's imperfect. So there is no such thing as perfection. Just continue doing the best you can and keep in mind doing the least harm you can. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have one more thing that we didn't talk about, which is being gifted things, gifted items. And just to just quickly bring that up, if it's around the holidays or around a birthday and your family usually gets you clothes or something like that, you can spare yourself a lot of awkward smiles and thank yous and suffering (laughs) (laughs) by just being upfront with your family ahead of those opportunities and letting them know like, hey, please don't get me things that have animals in them. Because that can be kind of challenging. It's like in your heart, you're like, oh my gosh, I this was just purchased on my behalf. It was bought because of me. But a lot of times you don't want to be like, I don't want this. Take it back because that's kind of mean. Yes. And if if you don't feel comfortable doing that, I know that I did not feel comfortable doing that. I feel like gifts are such a personal thing, especially to people like my dad, who's his love language is gift giving and gifts is just a big way he expresses his love. If I were to tell him what to buy me, especially in the beginning of my vegan journey, I would accept it and then re-gift it. Sorry, dad. (laughs) Yeah. Or donate it. Yeah. Yeah. Or donate it. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it was helpful. As always, you can find all of our other episodes. You can check out the ones that we mentioned about home. And also like if you're curious about vegan beauty or anything like that, we have episodes for all of that at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Also, we would love to read your review. We take them very seriously. We use your feedback. And we also have a lot of happiness for all the nice comments that we received. So thank you to everyone who has already left a review. And thank you to anyone who's going to leave a review after this episode. And you can do that on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support this show, it means the world to us. And it's really extremely helpful. We put a lot of TLC into the show and there's a lot of expenses related to it as well. And it's a huge help, even just a dollar a month. Those of you who are already supporting us through Patreon, thank you so, so much. And if you want to be part of our Patreon community, you can find that at patreon.com slash plant powered people. All right. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Happy vegan fashion finding. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.